Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special live on location episode of Living with ADHD and CPTSD. Now, just so you know, this is being recorded on site, so the audio quality might not be quite as efficient and as clear as I would if I were at my normal location doing this on a pre recorded setup with all the proper you know, technology, but either way, it will still work as I've done a lot of testing and the sound quality is still really good despite not being at home. Now, just before we start, just so you know, there is live interaction around, so you may hear some noises occasionally and there might be some distractions and anyway, it's going to be as best that I could, but I'm going to be walking in the express. Anyway, today's special episode is going to be in regards to exactly what I'm doing. I am on vacation. I am visiting friends in Vancouver, BC, British Columbia, in Canada which is the country that I record in. And my topic today is going to be about how to deal with and handle both your ADHD and or your CPTSD while on vacation. As you know, when we visit a location, we are not familiar with something that is new, like country or city, especially if we don't travel a lot on a regular basis. Sometimes there's situations and things that arise that we don't always expect can cause symptoms of ADHD and CPTSD related triggers and trauma to come up. So, being that I am fully aware of that I have traveled before, and I'm very good at thinking on the spot to travel, what to do, what you're going to do. I am pretty good when it comes to organizing but there has been complications. So you just have to, sometimes you have to learn how to roll with the punches. It's a phrase that is very familiar to some people, I'm sure. So let's talk about the ADHD side first, and then later on in the episode, I will discuss the because that one can be a little more difficult to explain, especially when you might not be very familiar with it as compared to your ADHD. Now, I realize that some of us don't have ADHD, and there are some of us out there who don't suffer from complex trauma, so if you feel like skipping ahead, 
you can skip ahead about 30-ish minutes, give or take, and then you can go to the CPTSD episode. And for those who don't have CPTSD, if you want to, when the ADHD episode part is finished, you can stop there and go to whatever else you are going to do. So, I'm going to use my personal experiences. Not only in my present trip that I am currently on, but as well with my other previous trips recently that I have done. Now, since I have been an adult, so at the age of 18 and up, I have been to four different locations. Well, that's not true. Five different locations. Yeah, I was forgot about one. And the irony is it was just recent. Anyway, um, I have been to Las Vegas in 2006. Then I was in Los Angeles, California in 2011. I went to New York City in 2015, and then I went to Ontario in Canada, like Toronto and the northern lakes of Ontario as well, and a few other cities in Ontario in 2019. And then, of course, in 2022, as I speak, I am in Vancouver. And the one thing that was always consistent was I was very hypervigilant when it came to making sure that I had everything that I needed on my trip when I left. After I arrived, I had to make sure that everything I needed when I left my place that I was staying to make sure that I had all my things, that I had my wallet, I had my phone, when I had a regular camera, I made sure I brought the camera, its battery, or extra batteries so that if I ran low on power that I'd be able to exchange, you know, change it to make it last longer, and as well as any extra money that I may have, and any shirt, uh, like jackets or sweaters or, or anything in case it may have rained or got cool. So you had to be, I had to be prepared because the last thing you want to do when on a trip is get halfway across the city or on one of your excursions and you are a couple hours away from your hotel room and you realize that you forgot something important especially if you forgot your wallet. That would be the one thing you definitely would not want to do when you're on a trip. Or out because if you are requiring or needing to get somewhere like a taxi or a train and you don't have, like if you, if you go day to day, you don't have like one of those transit cards and you forget your wallet at home, you're gonna have a very difficult time getting around and that can cause a lot of stress and 
as well, that could actually cause, if you do have CPTSD, that could cause you to become triggered and suffer a flashback and then be really in a, a lot of trouble on top of your ADHD. So you have to be very careful when it comes to making sure that you have everything with you when you go out through your day. So as well, if you're going to a climate that is really hot and very sunny, then you definitely want to make sure that you have sunscreen, plenty of water. You know, you don't want to get stuck out somewhere and not have any water or get a really bad sunburn and then end up suffering for the rest of your trip. That is definitely something that you want, don't want to have to deal with. I went to Cuba in 2008 with my family and we being from Edmonton, Alberta, which especially in April, where we're just starting to get to the warming up from winter, going to a climate that is tropical. And the sun is much higher up, so it's more direct on you. The last thing that you really want is to get a major sunburn because one, it is extremely uncomfortable and you could get heat stroke and be sick. And the last thing you want to do is be sick in a foreign country, especially one like Cuba, where you're not sure what you're going to have to deal with when it comes to conditions and medical coverage and insurance and all that stuff so one obviously there you go make sure you've got health insurance or travel insurance in case something bad happens and you want to be able to feel secure and safe in case something unexpected occurs so yeah i got a i got a major sunburn when i was in cuba on the second day of the beach that was bad because that that really hurt and I ended up paying for it for a few weeks after um, my skin was peeling all the time it was not a good thing I, and I I did wear some sunscreen but it didn't really matter so I wasn't being very careful anyway so there's also now another thing when you have to think about when you're traveling is are you going to travel by yourself where you're the only one you have to think about or are you going to travel with a partner whether it's your significant other or maybe you decide to travel with one of your relatives or your siblings like your brother or sister so that can also kind of make things different as well because being as I, if you want to call it kind of opposites I traveled to Las Vegas and to Los Angeles California with my brother and one thing I noticed especially 
me having ADHD is I was always having to make sure that I looked after him and watched over to make sure he was, that things were good. Um, you can't just focus on yourself. You can't, everything you do, or for the majority of the trip, you have to consider what he's wanting to do. If you would think, uh, I think 90% of the trips on both occasions, everything that we did, we pretty much did together. And it was, I, I have to say, don't get me wrong, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I did, I did enjoy going with him and just traveling and it was a lot of fun. And there was someone, you know, with me. So it wasn't like I got bored or lonely or anything. And I definitely did not get bored seeing that there was so much to do, a lot of places to go and stuff to see and things for tourists. But it's, as I discovered, when I did my first trip to New York City in 2015, that despite being by myself the entire trip, I had a lot more fun. And the reason for that was because I only had to think about what I was doing. The only thing that mattered was what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. And I never had to, in the back of my mind, think about what he's doing as well. And the reason for that was because sometimes he is not what you would call the most organized and responsible person compared to other people, and including myself. So you're always thinking about like, making sure he's got his money, he's got his wallet. You know, you're, you're ending up having to look after two people a lot of the time, rather than just yourself. So this was so much easier stress-wise. It was easier when it came to reducing ADHD symptoms. Now, clearly, because I didn't realize on those trips that I didn't have ADHD, obviously I wasn't on any kind of medication. So it was strictly me, unmedicated, undiagnosed, and not even aware that I had it. And it's amazing. Because today, being in Vancouver, there's, and, you know, having a diagnosis and having the medication, it is amazing how much clarity and focus that I am capable of when it comes to, you know, figuring out where to go in the city, knowing where you are, keeping track of stuff, being organized, being aware, you know, like, it, I have had a lot easier time 
on this trip, remembering things that I need. It was perfect. Like there was, there was this one time that I walked out the door on the second day that I was in Vancouver and I was heading, I was actually already out the door. And then I realized that I had forgotten something important. And I, because it's, I'm not as familiar with the city, like I don't necessarily know where to go for a lot of situations, especially when you're walking or you're biking in the city here, is you need to know how to get somewhere. And I found it way easier to wear earphones, like wireless earphones in my ear. I have the mouth application. I reading out the directions saying 500 meters to Georgia Street and then turn right. So instead of just kind of walking blindly and grabbing my phone every so often and going, okay, am I, am I close to this place yet? Do I turn here? You know, like a lot of, a lot of tourists, they kind of, they either have a map, like in the old days, they had their the good old paper map, which looked really silly. And, or they, they would have their phone and they would turn the map on and they would get an initial idea as to where they're going. And then they'd stick it in the pocket and keep walking. But they were constantly, every so many blocks, or if they got distracted because they're constantly looking at things, right? Like you're in a town that you don't know, so you're doing touristy stuff. You're walking and, and you're looking at things that are cool, like statues or, or buildings, or you see something like a shop, you know, like a tourist shop that's got uh, um, souvenirs and things and clothing, and you're getting distracted. You're walking into the store and going, oh, this is so cool, you know, and, and your, your brain gets that major dopamine hit. And of course, you're getting distracted. And if you're not on location and you're with other people, you're going to get distracted quite easily. And you could end up to some degree forgetting where you're going, uh, directions. You come out of the store and you're going, Okay, I came from this direction, right? And so you kind of second guess yourself. And, and if the person that you're with isn't focused or paying attention at all, they might not know. <laughs> so, you know, you're kind of relying on yourself just to, to figure everything out. And so you, you end up having to grab your phone and, and you're losing time. You're not, as, you're not focusing as well. So I decided I'm going to turn on Google Maps. I'm going to get my directions, you know, point to where I'm going, turn on the, the directions and make sure it's in for walking because it shows the pathways. 
or make it easier for you to get to where you got to go. So, and then what it does is you're, you are walking in the direction that you and every so often it tells you how many, how long you have to go still. That you have before it's your turn left, you know, where it, it helps you get to reward. So you can, the nice thing about this is that if you're someone like myself who is, whose head is on a constant swivel and looking everywhere, you know, you're not looking ahead and only doing one thing. You're constantly looking for like all over the place. That's what I do. I when I'm walking around, or even if I'm in the back of the car, and I'm I'm being driven around, I will last constantly be looking all over the place. And because of that, you end up finding either you find a new shop or a place that looks really cool. And you decide, you know, to go inside and spend 10, 20 minutes perhaps, and maybe buy a souvenir or you buy something to drink or, or you're having a chat with, with the person you're with. And then you realize that either you forgot that you've got an appointment or you've got a time frame that you have to get there because maybe you're doing something at 2 p.m., right? And so you kind of get carried away and you get distracted and you forget what you're doing. And so you're outside and your device tells you, Google Maps says to you, okay, you gotta go northeast. Or it says turn turn left onto such a street and go 300 meters or two kilometers or whatever. So it basically, it's like your, it's like your calendar reminder, right? Like you can set reminders in your phone, and as as people with ADHD have a tendency to use reminder programs in their phone often. So think of this as your mobile reminder setup, and helps you direct you, helps you remind you where you're going, what direction you're taking, and you can even set up to have like timers to to help you go where you're going and get there on time. Because this, what this does is it saves time. Instead of, you know, like a lot of tourists tend to do if they're not very organized or they're not well prepared, is they'll have this tendency to walk and not realize that they've passed the street that they need to turn on and they've gone a few streets before they notice it. And so they're losing time by having to turn around. Either they, yeah, they either turn around and go back, or they decide to instead of turn around, they go down the street, and they have to kind of recalculate where they are and figure out what they're doing in order to get there. So now you're, you know, you're, you've delayed your arrival. You might get, you might be late. You never know. And it's really frustrating. So, sorry, back back to what I was saying. I 
noticed when I went to New York that I love traveling on my own because like I said, you rely on yourself and only yourself. You don't have to think about anybody else when you're traveling. So you don't have to worry about what they're doing, where they want to go. You don't have to take into consideration anybody else except your thoughts and ideas and, and wishes. So if you don't want to go somewhere, you don't have to either disappoint the person you're with or say to them, well, I'm not, I don't want to go. You go ahead. I'll stay behind or you split up or something, right? You don't have to worry about that. It's all up to you. hundred percent of the trip, which is fantastic. And it also can save money because sometimes if you go with two or three people, there's a good chance you're going to spend more money than what you really care to. And that is not fun. I know from personal experience that that has occurred. So, yeah, you know, like, you just have to, you have to kind of know your limitations, know what is your, what you want to do, what you don't want to do. And if you plan it really well, what you're going to, where you're going to go, how much money you're going to spend, you know, have a good organization and a good planning method for yourself and set reminders and use, use tools to help you go where you need to go, plan out your days, you know, Sometimes, oh yeah, and of course, if you are on medication to help remember to remind you to take your medication, because sometimes if you're on a trip and, you know, you have a day-to-day -day routine, like you get home for work, you have a Monday to Friday routine or however your work schedule is like, and you do things every day the same way. You get up, take your medication, eat breakfast, go you know, prepare your stuff that you need for work and then go to work. Well, clearly when you're on a vacation, as you well know, you are not doing your routine. You're not even close. You get there, you find where you're staying, you drop your stuff off. Maybe you're a little tired, so maybe you have a bit of a nap. You find a place to grab a snack, maybe a drink, coffee or something, and you relax for a bit. And then you check your schedule, see if you've what you've planned, or maybe you don't plan. Maybe you just kind of, you know, open the book up, hit the touristy book and go, all right, what can we do today? What would be fun? Right? And then you go and you do it then and there. So that's kind of, like, that's riskier. That's a little more difficult for someone who has ADHD, that's a little more difficult to have a flawless and enjoyable, fun, safe trip, not planning ahead. Because often if you don't plan and you're just kind of doing things randomly, you're, you have more, you're, you leave yourself open to having things go wrong. You're more likely to have things mess up because if you're not planning ahead, you can't 
either you can't or you have a very difficult time being prepared for unexpected things to come up. And as we all know, when you're when you try to do things the same way all the time, when you're you think you're ready, you think you know what's happening, and it doesn't, a lot of times you can completely get thrown off and you could have you could get highly irritated, you could be frustrated extremely fast. Because, you know, people with ADHD tend to get frustrated and overwhelmed a lot quicker than someone who does not have ADHD. And that can completely ruin your entire day, throw you off on a tangent. Maybe you have a get upset either with yourself or maybe with your partner or the person that you're with. And that could potentially ruin a very fun day or even the entire vacation, depending on how long it is. And it's no fun hanging out with someone or going out with somebody who is angry with you or you're angry at them because you've done something or said something that came from anger rather than, you know, rational, logical thinking, which is not what you want. That is the worst thing to do. Yeah, it's it's no fun. It it's it's just my opinion and it's my thought. But organizing your trip right down to the day and even to the hour is so much easier and so much better for you because you have a much better chance of avoiding any unexpected problems to arise that could cause a number of issues for you and your partner if you are traveling alone or together. Either way, it, it, it's gonna make things a lot more difficult for you. So I would definitely recommend organizing, planning, being efficient. Now, when you do a trip, the one thing you must do is make sure from the very beginning, that even like this is what I'm talking about when you are planning a trip, never let alone, you know, organizing what you're going to bring, where you're, where you're going to stay, how much money you're going to spend, all that kind of stuff. This is just the planning part. You need to not rush things because people with ADHD, they tend to be impulsive. They tend to not think things through very well when it comes to making decisions and choices that, you know, are going to, be big especially a trip somewhere so you know make sure you're make sure you're being very careful make sure you check all your options make sure you fully like double check be very adamant that you or someone that is with you double checks your information like on your trip where you're staying but flight times uh, how long it's going to take to get there. Like if you, if you have a train or a bus that you have to catch after you arrive, make sure that the schedule is right. Um, if you're reserving a train or a bus trip after you get, after you arrive, make sure that it's, that it's on time, that it doesn't conflict with your schedule. You know, plan, plan to have it a, a little farther ahead in case maybe you're delayed 
like your flight gets delayed and you, and you arrive a half an hour late, you don't want to be like running to the bus, um, which you know, obviously causes more anxiety and, and makes things worse. So again, organizing, right? Big, big thing, big key, very important. If you can do that, then that's half the battle. It helps if you have someone to help you do it, because then you don't have to think about, you know, did I do it right? Am I, was I thorough enough? Was it, was it well organized? Did I miss anything? You know, that, that person can, can be like that proofreader and check everything that you've done so that they can say, yeah, looks good. You've, you've organized it and it's, it's sufficient. Good job. You know, that kind of thing. And then you don't have to worry about it. And that's key. So to wrap up the ADHD portion of this episode, be organized, plan ahead, even if it's day to day, hour to hour, make sure you have everything with you. Don't forget anything at home and know for yourself. If you want to travel with someone, if you want to travel by yourself, because if you're on your own, you do have the ability to decide and go where you want, when you want. But if you are alone, there is a higher risk of possibly forgetting something at the hotel, you know, being distracted while you're trying to go somewhere. So like I said, if that's the case, if you go by yourself, find an app like Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever you might use and use it. Help it direct you, help it remind you where to go. Adapt, use all the tools that are out there to help you be the best organized, functional ADHD person out there on your trip. All right, everybody, this is part one. When I come back, part two will be CPTSD on vacation. Hey everybody and welcome back to Living with ADHD and CPTSD live on location in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Again, I'm on the north coast of Vancouver recording this out in the middle of the park next to the ocean. It is about one o'clock in the afternoon on August 3rd. 2022. I just discussed in the first half ADHD on vacation, and now I'm going to talk about CPTSD, complex trauma, while on vacation. As you are aware, of course, since you have been listening to my episodes for an entire season, that I also have CPTSD, or Complex Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder. And going on a trip is, or definitely has potential to cause my parts to have flashbacks and become triggered. There's a lot of things out here that can cause it. 
And I guess depending on how severe and how much work you've done and how much training or not training, how much healing you've performed in your processing with your parts when you have CPTSD. The number of times you could have a potential flashback and get triggered during a day or on your trip can vary. And sometimes if you're severely triggered and you have CPTSD and you haven't done any work and you haven't done any processing and you haven't started your healing, let's be frank, let's be honest. You really shouldn't be on a vacation especially if you're by yourself. If you haven't, if you don't know anyone where you are, like let's say you're on the other side of the country and you don't know anybody, there's, there's no one. And the closest relative or, or friend is like halfway across the, the country and there's no way anybody can get to you. So, if you haven't done any healing and you're just at the beginning stages of working with your parts and you've got CPTSD, then honestly, you shouldn't be out on a vacation. It is not the time to do that because if you are easily triggered and it takes nothing for you to be traumatized and experience flashbacks and be blended, then that is extremely dangerous in so many ways. And not just for you, but potentially with for the people who you are around. And the reason I say this is because if you get really triggered and you're blended and it's a bad one, you have potential to seriously Put yourself in harm's way or easily manipulated and taken advantage of that someone. Because no matter where you go, there's always going to be someone who's, who is looking for the person who's vulnerable or easily manipulated, right? Like, you don't want to be that person. And let's, let's be real here. It could be a simple thing where someone, you know, swindles you out of $10, $20. Or it could be severe where you could literally get kidnapped. Like, I know that's, like, I'm not saying that there's a good likelihood, a good chance that's going to happen. This isn't, this isn't the movies, you know. Like, this isn't taken where you and your friend go on a trip to Paris and you become victims of, uh, of child, um, child kidnapping and now you're into prostitution like in that movie. That's, that's, this isn't reality, guys. That's, that's pretend. That's, that's a fantasy. And so, but there is, I guess, that possibility. Something really bad could happen to you. There have been times where people go missing when they go on a vacation. Um, but yeah, like... If don't don't be on vacation if you're not there. If you're not mentally ready, like if you're if you're susceptible to trauma behaviors, you shouldn't be going anywhere. You should be at home 
taking care of yourself, getting, getting help, seeing your therapist, processing and working on healing from your trauma. That's what you should be doing. But anyway, um, that being said, either way, being on a vacation, just you, or going with someone like your partner, especially your partner, both has potential and possibilities of triggers that can affect you when you're on vacation. And the reason that I say this is because if you are someone who's been neglected, you know, abused, emotionally abused, and you're having a hard time with trust and, and you get triggered due to certain things, you might see something, um, your partner might, you know, accidentally get angry or get short, short fused. Uh, get frustrated, uh, lose their temper because maybe they're having a rough time finding the location, you know, or, or they're having a bit of stress during your trip. And that's, that's even something that could be even more susceptible for yourself. If you are getting highly stressed and you're, feel, you're starting to feel overwhelmed and you're on a trip, you know, you're out, you're out on vacation and, and you're feeling super stressed because you're at a new location or you're maybe you lost something or maybe you're fighting with your partner because you know maybe the day just hasn't gone right maybe the weather sucked or maybe things that you thought you were going to do didn't occur because it, it was unexpectedly closed or renovated and you didn't realize when you planned it out that this was going to be the case that can cause stress, and especially if both of you are feeling it and you're getting overwhelmed, it is a good possibility that you could become triggered. And all of a sudden, your parts come online and you're feeling overwhelmed, you feel scared, you feel hopeless, you feel like, like super vulnerable, and you feel like, what the hell am I doing here? Why am I here? This is dumb. You know, I didn't want to go on. You know, like you start doubting yourself. You start you start feeling bad. And you start feeling guilty about doing this. You start to think that your partners tricked you into going, or forced you, or coerced you to get to go on this vacation. You know, like there's all these things that could suddenly rise up and 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 happen. And it it's bad. It's not good, obviously, because it could potentially ruin day especially if you have a bad trigger it could it could ruin half the trip it could ruin the entire trip it, if you're in a a country that this sort of display even if it's not necessarily legal or it, an, an illegal thing i'm not saying that having a trigger and being blended and stuff is is illegal or that you're going to get arrested that's not what i'm saying i'm saying is that sometimes if if you're having a severe trigger and maybe you cause a scene maybe you have an outburst or, or maybe you start yelling at your partner or maybe you, you kind of act kind of not yourself it could cause unwanted attention upon yourself and your partner and that is not a good thing. 
um, because the last thing you want really is to be having issues with any sort of local authorities and yeah, you definitely don't want that. And so you need to have a plan. Let's, let's be real. You do, you need to have some kind of a, an organized plan, whether it's on your, by yourself or with your partner, or if maybe you're with a few other people all on the trip. If first off, they need to know that, that you are someone who's dealt with trauma, they need to realize that there is a potential, whether it's low, middle, or you know, high potential to get triggered during any kind of a situation in the trip. Um, you know, if if they're your friends or if it's your partner and they love you, they're going to be very understanding and they're going to be very caring and be more than willing to adapt and help you, right? Like they're going to look out for you. They're going to make sure that you're okay. And so this should make it easier for you to plan ahead and to think about things like, you know, make adjustments like how, what can, what can we do or what can we avoid doing on our vacation that has a better chance of avoiding or not triggering? What, what can we do? What, what would be better, right? Like, there's some things that maybe you can avoid. Maybe you can plan out the trip in such a way that maybe there's frequent rest stops or breaks, you know, doing things that are that are relaxing and fun and not stressful. Um, maybe your partner or your friends can handle more of the responsibilities when it comes to like taking care of the hotel, making sure that the restaurants like that you're eating and that we're that you're there on time and that people are watching you know keeping an eye on the clock for you like try to keep the stress lower right like i i'm not saying avoid things like don't don't get have a of a, a boring vacation and not do anything that is potential just because you don't want to get triggered or avoid, you know, any possibility at all. That's, that's not what we want. Like, keep in mind here, we're, we're talking about someone who's, who's done, done some therapy, has done some work, processed with their parts and has a, has a pretty good grasp on this. Like we're, this is what we're talking about. So this isn't, this isn't something that a person could walk down the street and see see something really strange and go, oh my God, I'm triggered and, and that's it for the day. We're talking something that's more direct, more, you know, like it's really got to be bad to trigger you. So I don't want you to think that, that your vacation, because you've got CPTSD, needs to be a very boring very uneventful trip that's that is nothing at all of what I'm thinking it just you need to you need to be prepared you need to think ahead you need to have all the 
all the possibilities made aware so that if something could possibly come up, then you can either avoid it, or if maybe you do get triggered and you know, you're feeling really overwhelmed or you're, or you're feeling a panic attack, maybe you're feeling some anxiety, that the person you're with or, the, or your friends that you are with know what to do. They know how to handle, they know how to act. You know how to take care of it, you know, take you aside, take you to a nice little restaurant or a rest stop or, or maybe there's a, like a, an outdoor patio at a restaurant that you can go sit at and you could sit there and, and chill out, and have a drink and, and have some snacks and, and just enjoy, enjoy the a half hour or an hour and just calm, calm yourself, do your grounding tools, you know, do some breathing, do some checking in with your system. It, it's that kind of stuff that you can do that would be extremely helpful to, if you do get triggered, have the effects be minimal, you know, like only only a, a small, small kind of trigger or make it so that it's not really all that bad. It, it's not as bad as it could potentially be. So you need to make sure that you're that everybody that you're with is prepared. Because then you have a much better chance of either avoiding the trigger or having a very small effect from it. And it, you won't really have problems. Now, if you're on your own, then it can be different because if you do get triggered, then there's there's nobody to help you. Like you're, you don't really have anybody. There's no partner. There's no friends to help you understand, like be aware of it, like to, to recognize the, the state of being and to see that you've been triggered. Yeah. Um, it it's it's going to be a little more difficult to 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 do something about it if if by some chance it does occur and you are, you do end up getting triggered. You don't, you clearly don't want that, right? So what you, what you need to do is you need to be, you need to find a method for you during the trip that if by some chance you do get triggered, that you can Find a safe place. Maybe, maybe ahead of time. Like this is, I think the best thing that you could do, if you are going to be going by yourself, and, and, you know, you have, you don't have anybody that's going to be your support system in case it occurs. Maybe what you could do is prepare for it. Prepare for the trip uh, a couple weeks ahead. Do some processing. Like update your parts, do some work. Um, you know, like it's kind of like practicing, uh, training for for the big event. Like as if you were like an athlete, and you're you're training and preparing and practicing for the big day, so that when it's your turn to perform, you perform it at your best. So think of it in that aspect. If if you're going to be going by yourself on a trip. 
you know that there is that potential where you could possibly get triggered on your vacation, then you need to prepare, you need to train, you need to practice. Because if you can do that and you can ready yourself for the trip, then if that if that trigger does happen, as however small the chance there, there could be, then you're ready for it. So think of it this way. You plan out, right? You, you, you do a lot of research, you do a lot of prep work. Let's say, let's say you're going to Washington. So you, go, you wanna go see the Capitol. You want to go see the, the museum, right? Like you wanna, you wanna see the White House. You wanna go all, you wanna do the, the political tour and you wanna see all the, all the stuff that's to do with, with the US president and the, the government and you want to see the, the great that amazing museum that could take days to go through and you you say to yourself okay what could on this trip potentially be a trigger you know like you go through and you check it out and, and you kind of sit with your parts and you think about it and, and you, and it's like, have them involved in your thought process, in your prep work, right? Like include them. Don't, don't do this on your own and not see what your parts think. Like they're important. They're extremely important in your day-to-day -day life. They're, they, they are very important when it comes to your decision-making in what you do when you're you do something because they're like think of it this way they're coming along she might be the only physical being person going on this trip but the reality is is all your parts are going with you they're not staying home you're not getting a vacation from your parts so think of it like that. You're going to have to include your parts with everything you do during this trip. You're going to have to make sure that they feel safe with the decisions you're making. They have, you know, you have to be sure that they're prepared. They have to trust you. They have to believe that you're going to keep everybody safe, that you're going to make smart decisions that you're going to make thorough decisions. You're not just going to do things that can potentially get you into trouble, put you in danger. You know, like you don't want to do that because these are all the things that could trigger you. You know, like if your parts don't feel safe and they think that you're under threat or they feel like an event that has occurred or could occur reminds them of a, of a time in your past, it, that's not good. That's that is dangerous. Not only for you, but for anybody that could be around you potentially. I'm not saying that's likely the case, but it's better to be prepared than not, right? So, yeah, you have to. You always have to include them in the decisions you make, the thoughts on your trip, and make sure that they're all feeling happy about. It that they feel comfortable and they think that they're safe and they and they believe that you're safe 
yourself in the situation that you're going to be in. Plan ahead. Think about possibilities. Think about stuff that could that you where you go, what you do. Think of think about if there's possibility that those events may or may not be a trigger for you. Um, it's it is a big deal because you you have to be prepared. You have to have everybody online. Everybody has to be on the same page when it comes to what happens, where you go, what you do, the money you spend, people you interact with. There's there's multiple things that play into this. And each thing that you do, you have to make sure that your hearts are happy with this and that they agree and that everybody's online. You can't go against your hearts. If, if you have hearts that think that, that doing a, a particular activity where you are is not safe, it's dangerous. Just ignore their thoughts and their feelings on the matter. You have to take that into account. And you can either talk to them and process with them and see if you can update them to the point that they trust you. Or you just have to say, I'd like to do this, but unfortunately my parts don't think this is safe. This is a triggering event for them, and I can't do this. Right? You have to you have to think about it. You have to make sure that everybody's in the same page here. So once you've done all that, then you can start going to, no, making progress towards making the bookings, flights, make sure that they're, you know, at all, all these steps, make sure that your parts feel safe, that you're all on the same page, that everybody agrees, book your flights, get your hotel room, see if you need any, any extra transportation, maybe there's a, maybe there's transit that you can take, maybe, you know, check, check to see if there's like a, uh, a card that you can purchase and load up for a week, you know, like unlimited travel without having to always put money into the machine every time you want to take the train. Um, see what kind of days are busy, like things, see if what's going on, right? Like you, you want to do, want to be very thorough with everything that you do when it comes to the trip. Now, I realize this sounds like a lot of work and to some of you it might sound and seem like it's just perhaps too much to do just to go on a vacation but if you really want to go on a vacation if you, if you think that this is important you know if, you, if it's something you want to do and you've been excited about it and thinking about doing it for a few years and you finally feel like you're ready all this prep work and all this, this this processing and updating is going to be worth it. Maybe you don't necessarily see that, and I understand, but you have to think as if you're the parent and your parts are the children that you're taking on this trip. If you don't plan right and you don't prepare and you don't do things and set up all the ideas and the, and the places you're staying and if they're not safe for your for those children like think about it 
literally like children, then that's dangerous. That's potentially dangerous for, for those for those kids. And you don't want that, right? You don't want to put your kids in danger. You don't want to have to come home and, and tell your wife or, or whoever, I lost a kid. <laughs> That's not smart, right? So think of it the same way. You have to prepare. You have to make sure that, that the things that you're doing on this trip are safe, are right, um, that everybody's on the same page, that you're feeling good. And you want to try to avoid any possible things that could cause triggers. And that's not to say that there are possibilities on the trip that no matter what you do, all the steps that you take, there is that possibility that you still could get triggered. It's not 100% going to avoid it. You just need to, you need to be prepared and aware of it. You need to be in a good state of mind. You have to be, you have to be present. If, if you're all over the place and you're not ready, you're not prepared when you're there, if you're not present in your mind and you're not feeling in tune with everything and you're not in touch with your adult self, then there's a bigger chance that, yes, you're going to get triggered. As long as you're present with yourself and you're in time, you're in place, you feel good, you take all the right steps, you follow the plans that you've created, you do what what you set out to do, there's a very high possibility that you will not experience a trigger. I'm not saying that it's a guarantee. There's no such thing as a guarantee. But the more that you do on all the aspects, the more that you think about things, the more that you prepare, the better you plan out everything and the better you are present, the more work you do, the more processing that you do before your trip and during your trip, the lower the chance of getting a trigger for you will occur. And that's the best thing that you can do. That's, that is literally the best that you have for yourself. Because nothing is 100%, right? The better you are at all this planning and work, the lower odds that you're going to have any kind of children at all. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't think about the possibility. Go and enjoy the trip. Have fun. Be happy. Be excited. Feel good. Feel excited and, you know, enthusiastic. Try to enjoy yourself. Try to get away from the daily stresses of life. Try to find things that excite you, that make you feel happy, that make you feel safe, makes you feel good. All these things are important because these are all activities and events that you can use to update your parts. This is what you can use at the end of the trip or even at the end of the day if you're going for multiple, you know, for a long time. These are all the things you can use to update and show your parts all the good stuff that happens. And at the same time, they can see that they're having a great time and that you didn't get triggered. 
it's like you're doing the work, right? You're, you're showing them, this is our life. We can have all this. We can have a great time, have fun, be safe, feel happy, and no triggers. There's no flashbacks. We're not going to get traumatized. This is an awesome opportunity to do all that for you. It's amazing what a road trip can do for you. It can do so much. It can be so amazing. The potential for an exciting feeling, best trip ever kind of event is so easily available for you to do. It takes some work, it takes some planning, but it's very possible. Just think of what could come out of this. I say go on a trip. If you're ready, if you feel that you're in tune with your system and that you're updated enough and you feel enough that you can do this, go out there. Have fun. Either go with yourself, sorry, by yourself, go with some friends or your partner, Go somewhere that is exciting, far away, different from every day. You know, like get out there and, and enjoy life and show your system and your parts that you can feel safe, that you can be happy and you can leave all that past, all that trauma behind you. But bitch, be aware that you do have to do the work. You can't do this without doing the work. Simple as that. All right, everybody. That's the end of part two, and that is the end of this special episode from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This will be available for everybody to listen to. I am going to publish this today, and I hope that you really find this episode informative and helpful for you when it comes to take taking and planning a vacation for both ADHD and CPTSD. I love doing this and I hope that you enjoy hearing me talk about it. If you have any questions or suggestions or if you want to talk about your own experiences when it comes to your trips or your vacations and possible ADHD symptoms have arisen or maybe you've been become triggered, talk to me. Tell me what you've done. Tell me how you were able to calm yourself down, how to ground yourself and come out of the trigger and be the adult again. I would love to hear. If you want to get in touch with me, you can. There's my Twitter account, which is at ADHD and CPTSD. You can email me, livingwithadhd and cptsd at gmail.com. You can go to my website and contact me there if you like. Is living with ADHD and cptsd.ca. If you want to help me and to make this show continue and thrive and help me pay for the software that I use to make this show, then you can go to kofi.com, ko-fi.com, and you can donate, uh, sorry.com slash living with ADHD and cptsd. There we go. You can donate to me any amount. Um, you can do monthly, you can do uh, a one-time. You can also become a subscriber. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe to the show and you get early access to all new episodes, 
Plus, you get exclusive access to all the bonus material that I put out that is only available to people who subscribe to my show. All right, everyone. Stay tuned for Friday as a normal every week episode will be available for all to listen to. All right. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye.